Simply Fit Fitness podcast with me, James O'Driscoll, the UK's first blind personal trainer. Hello, Jordan. Hello. It works again. <laughs> I'm surprised. We're getting good at this. <laughs> uh, considering I'm absolutely awful with technology, I'm actually quite impressed. Well, I just, yeah. I'm not that great myself. I just, you know, God bless YouTube. That's all I say. <laughs> well, considering it took me ages to work out by uh, what you meant by you have to like the page, uh, it turns out it's that little gold star. But hey, I got there eventually. Yeah, it's a thing with uh, with this um, anchor. You have to like some of the podcasts for people to, so you can invite them in and do stuff. But you can invite anyone on different pro- uh, platforms. Mm. So, same for the future, I suppose. Yeah. Have you been? I'm all right. It's just really weird doing this um, over the phone instead of in person. Well, there's there's certain guidelines that we have to abide by nowadays, aren't there? Yep. It is a definitely strange time. We went out today for a walk in the woods. Okay. And um, I won't mention where, because, you know, do you want to make anyone feel weird or uncomfortable but they had put tape over the benches so you couldn't sit on them which is fair enough Yeah. and we ordered a drink and we had to wait outside and they would call your name you'd go get your drinks which is fair enough totally there was a lot of people there waiting around it was quite muddy so we sat Ethan on the bench I'm standing there with Disney Louise just went oh hang on I'll go get your wellies from the car give you your trainers so he took his trainers off he sat on the bench tape everywhere I'm standing up got a dog next to me mind their own business a woman's come out and said you're not allowed to sit on the benches I went sorry my wife's just gone to get his welly so he needs to change his shoes it's, it's like that's all we're doing she went you're not allowed to sit on the benches I went okay we're just changing his shoes to wellies and we're also waiting for drinks that you're meant to be bringing out and she just stood there like a oh. passive aggressive sort of like face-off thing well, I just walked off. What did it achieve coming and having a go at someone? Well, I don't, I don't understand the fact that I'm standing with a guide dog, clearly not sitting down. As a, a little boy with just his socks on, <laughs> isn't that enough? Well, you would think. I, I understand there's things you put in place and stuff like that, and some people are nervous and got jobs to do and stuff like that, but common sense seems to go out the window sometimes. <sighs> common sense hasn't been common for years, though. Mate, that should be a t-shirt. That's brilliant. <laughs> Things, if you think about it, it goes back way, way before coronavirus. Like you go to other countries, Amsterdam, Denmark, places like that. You can have holes in the road, and they don't even have fences around it. Um, I know you can go and cycle next to canals, and there's no fencing next to that. And it's, it's just well, if you're cycling next to it and your bike's wet, you're on the wrong side of it. Whereas we've got signs, flashing lights, everything. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's literally like the British don't trust each other. Paranoia mm. is, a, is a massive thing. Um, growing up, I was well aware of people you say, oh, there's, where there's a blame, there's a claim. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's just made everyone really, really I weird. think the Americans have made that a little bit worse as well because they got really good at that. Yeah, but like people faking accidents and chasing ambulance and you hear some real bad stories about stuff like that. 
it's all the whiplash and car crashes and things like that, isn't it? That's really bad. Yeah. But, I don't know. My niece, she fell over in a gym where they used the wrong cleaning fluid on the floor. Mm. And she messed her knee up pretty bad. She was on crutches. She had to have surgery. And, you know, she wasn't even doing a class. This was on the way in. She oh, just really? went over. Yeah, she just went over and she just really just landed badly. Uh, she was off work for three months and she was like having fizz down and stuff like that. And she didn't, she, she just wanted an apology. And the, the stuff she had to go through, like the, the back and forth of, oh, you weren't taking care, you were doing this, you were doing that, you weren't looking where you were going. And they actually used the wrong fluid, the cleaning fluid on the floor. Yeah, that's, it's just just trying to get out of it. And all she wanted was an apology. She came around with, I think she came around with like 1,500, pounds for a lot of earnings. But, you know, she still says it to this day. All she wanted was someone to say sorry. Oh, that's mad. Yeah. And to get injured on the way in, that's that's quite unusual. Uh, that's my niece, really. <laughs> <laughs> I remember working the first gym I ever worked at. We had one guy... Um, Real bright spark he was. He decided to take the treadmill up to the fastest speed it would go, hold on to the sides, and then try and jump on it whilst it was going oh. speed. Really bright spark. Um, turns out when a treadmill belt is moving at high speed, it grinds on your face a little bit. Yeah, yes. he learned the hard way not to do that. He, funny enough, he didn't claim against us at all because he knew he was just being a twat. <laughs> That's when some people go. Sometimes, whether it's in the gym or just in general in life. There's certain times you've got to hold your hands up and go, yeah, that was my fault. Yeah, that was definitely his time to hold his hand up. Yeah, you can't hide behind anyone or anything. Yeah, Jesus, that was me. Well, he was right next to a camera, which didn't help him. And and the footage did actually make it to Facebook, so. Oh, brilliant. Oh, yeah, it was was definitely worth it. Well, he got his 15 minutes of fame. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the fame I think he wanted, though, because it definitely looked like it hurt. Yeah, probably would do, getting your face grinded off. <laughs> well, by a treadmill belt. I don't know about other things, but hey. <laughs> so, we want to have a little brief chat about, well, we say brief chat, it goes on for a while. <laughs> Will you come up with the idea of um, eating fads and stuff like that that have gone around this year and come back, some of them? Yeah, especially with, like, we've we've kind of been enclosed into HMP this year her majesty's prison of britain so we've seen a lot of weird nutritional fads going around and then yes pts digging at them as well i've I've noticed a couple pts in particular digging into certain trends that are actually proven to create results Uh, how do you mean uh there was one pt obviously no names will be mentioned but uh they were digging into uh ketogenic caloric deficits Mm, it's still a calorie deficit you're still going to lose weight no matter what Yes. It's just watching people try to sound a little bit more fancy than they actually are. Yeah. I don't care whether you do keto. I don't care if you're doing just carb cycling, whether you're doing a carnivore diet. As long as you're in a deficit, you're going to lose weight. If you're in a surplus, you're going to gain weight. It's it's just simple science. Well, it's biomechanics. It's also, um, you get the, there is a group of, PTs and biologists and stuff like that and physics, you know, you look into it and they say it's not about calories. It's the, the you know, it's what you do. So there's a, a, 
a lot of people. There's a guy on YouTube. Uh, he's a, a trainer and a, uh, a model as well. And he'd done a 4,000 keto calorie, 4,000 calories a day for 21 days. Mm-hmm. And I think he put on about a pound. That was it. And, you know, he go, he, he couldn't understand it. it was a, but this guy was already ripped. He had great genetics and he was training like an absolute beast every day. So, you know, you're not going to see that much of a change. Well, there's, there's a few things that go into that. I think it's, can your body absorb all the, the food sources you're putting into it? Yeah. I think that plays into, that's one thing that people forget. Like people go um, into some forms of ketogenic diets because they can't co- uh, tolerate carbs. And it's like, well, actually you can tolerate carbs. It's just the severe amounts of bread or pasta you're throwing down your face. Isn't going to agree with you. And the type as well. Oh Yeah. You know, you got home meal. We've got the standards. Could have uh, gluten free. It's mm. finding out what's best for your body because everyone. It seems like everyone's getting some kind of tolerance to something nowadays. Well, Lucy, um, my my other half, she was eating a lot of dairy at one point, and then suddenly became slightly intolerant to it. Started yeah. having some unpleasant side effects if she had too much dairy. Took it away for I think. 12 weeks i think she got rid of dairy pretty much completely and she can now go back to having things like ice cream and not have too much of an of an issue she doesn't do it yeah. very often she'll still stay on the dairy free stuff for the most part but she knows that she can have a bit without having an issue because she doesn't abuse it anymore yeah that makes sense that's with everything is if you abuse something you're asking for trouble oh yeah and that, that goes for anything whether it's um Drugs, alcohol, smoking, food, food as well. You know, people. There's a lot of people out there who, in the first lockdown, turned to food. You definitely. It's still seen as a major comfort for a lot of people. Yeah, and then you get the other. The, the rebound of that is the other health implications it causes. When it's not, it's not that you have to track your calories or anything like. That. You just got to be bloody sensible with it. Oh yeah. The problem, the problems that it can cause. Like you say, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, fruitarian, it can be an Aryan if you want. You know, it doesn't matter what you're having. But if you abuse it, you're going to, you're asking for trouble. Exactly. And I, I think the, the definition of abuse is quite loose as well, for a lot of people anyway. Yeah. I think us as personal trainers and as bodybuilding and physique stuff that we do you know abuse is anything over there you what you need if you're full put the fork down it's quite simple i don't know i mean off season and uh, i'm still trying to pick the fork back up <laughs> <laughs> well i was saying that i've turned to some really bad foods for the last few weeks my condition is not looking so pretty right now well no at least you're being honest about it you know but again with stress what's going on at the moment it's very like we've just said it's very easy to turn to food not just for comfort but for convenience mm. oh yeah it has been a convenience factor for me mm. but... and that's what it, it's making the trying to make the right choices with convenient food yeah if it if it's possible yeah it's um but I, I found the easy excuses. It's only been about two weeks, but it's made a noticeable difference. Like I had slightly visible abs. They're now a little bit blurred, if it, putting it nicely. 
I know clearing that back up, the salt uh, water retention, well, that will drop it as long as I go back to clean foods. And it's, it's easy ways out. But then people start spiraling down. And with this lockdown, pushing so many people into such a bad mental space. Um, and also with everyone panic buying and only having limited options, it's created an absolute mess for us. Yeah. And I, it used to be that having a personal trainer or a coach was a luxury mm. and, it, and it's what um other certain people had but you yes. know what now i think it's it's necessary for a large majority of people yeah um you think obesity for children's on the increase um the increase of diabetes heart problems all these kind of things that are increased and this year hasn't helped in any way shape or form do you know what the statistic for overweight adults was last year no go on 54% of people over the age of 18, so technically adults, are obese. Which really? makes it 54, which is more than half, which makes it normal to be overweight. That That's a normality population. I wonder what it is this year. I dread to think this year. I think it will have gone up quite a fair whack. Yeah. And I think that will go for the, the child, um, child percentages as well. I think that would definitely be impacted. Probably not to the same scale, but definitely I think it will go up. Yeah. But it's, it's so concerning knowing that this virus that is going around at the moment is, um, it, it targets people that aren't necessarily as healthy as they should be. And we have a majority population of adults that are overweight. Well, straight away, you're going to have problems. And that's the thing. People don't, don't realise that, you know, going for the for the walks, doing the exercise that we can do, even during this lockdown mm. and the first lockdown, it's just going to improve your chances of staying healthy and safe and keeping everyone else safe. Especially as the virus is a cardiovascular or lung, uh, lung-based virus. So anything yeah. that increases your base fitness level is, is going to be a massive potential lifesaver. Yeah, you literally, you're potentially saving people's lives. So the whole thing about closing gyms and leisure centers, I understand uh, why they would panic about that. But I think, it, again, it's common sense. One thing that can keep people healthy and safe, they've closed. So obviously, I looked into the statistics for uh, the leisure industry. Out of 22 million recorded visits, since the reopening on the 25th of July, there have only been uh, 78 recorded cases in the UK for coronavirus transmission. And that's out of 22,000? That's out of 22 million. Oh, 22 million, sorry. 22 million since 25th of July. Uh, I think the, um, the data capture finished on the 28th of September. So in that period of time, there was only 78 recorded uh, cases. Now, if you go off that, we're probably only just scratching on 100 by now, if that. Yeah, it just goes to show. It's, yeah, I oh, know. When it first came around, I remember a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, but there's people sweating and breathing hard and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you have to be in close proximity with someone with, the, with it for 15 minutes. And bearing in mind... Uh, water droplets which contain the virus coming out of your breath drop. It comes out, forward, and drops. It, it doesn't stay in the air lingering. Mm. So it's one of those where there's very little logic behind the closure of the leisure industry. 
Um, other than, I think the Prime Minister said that he couldn't keep the gyms open because he can't just give exemptions for one area. But yet you've got Dobby's open and Garden Centre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I've just figured it out. What you need to do is go to the Garden Centre, find a couple of bags of sand, pick them up on your arm, walk around for a bit, drop them, farmer walks, done. I know. But do you know what's even worse? So I was talking to one of the members of the gym that I work for. Yeah. And um, he is getting ready to do a uh, Father Christmas role for Dobby's. You know where you've got like Santa's Grotto? Yes. That's still going ahead. How? Well, you, even he's slightly confused at it. But obviously in this time, we're all a little bit desperate confused. for a bit more money. Yeah. But that, that is still going ahead, lockdown or not. There will still be a Santa's Grotto in Dobby's. And I'm sat there going, hang on, this is supposed to be a national lockdown, but it feels like literally only the leisure and hospitality industries have been affected by this second lockdown. Yeah. Because at what point is Santa's Grotto a necessity? What point is Dobby's a necessity? That's a good point. It's just, how are they going to do the Santa thing? You get away from a distance? <laughs> I know you're not allowed to sit on Santa's knee anymore, but that's for very different reasons, and that's been a fair few years now. So yeah, but it, it blows my mind. Like keeping B and Q open, home base. I understand because you've got trade workers, construction workers still going, which obviously last time they weren't. So I can understand having B and Qs open. However, having just your plain straight garden centre, like what part of Dealing with your garden is a necessity right now. Obviously, it's lovely to have a, a pruned garden that looks great. Of course it is. But it's not going to make an impact in your life or your income. And with the weather, the way it's going at the moment, it's probably the wrong time to start doing any gardening. Oh, yeah. Completely the wrong time. I wouldn't want to get a mower out right now and start going around a garden. I'd electrocute <laughs> myself. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's crazy times we're living in. But you know what? It's just, what's it going to be like this time next year? Hopefully, back to normal. Oh, I hope so because we'll be edging towards when I'm supposed to be going to America. So I need it to go back to normal. Yeah, I think everyone does. You know, the whole thing about having holidays and stuff like that. Will people trust going abroad again? Wow. Um, to be honest, I don't know. If you look at, uh, I, I don't know if you saw it, it was released today. Uh, Denmark has been, uh, the borders have been shut down for us because they've had a mutation in the coronavirus. So I don't think people will trust going abroad. There are obviously the people that will still do their um, their holidays to parts of Spain and Greece. You'll never really get rid of that. But yeah. I think long haul flights, particularly to Asian countries, as, as bad as it might be, will definitely suffer. And then tourism is a massive thing for a lot of countries. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, well I think we got sidetracked from diets. Yes, we did massively. <laughs> we, we ended up talking about Santa Claus and the holidays. But yeah, with the diet stuff as well. And like you say, it's just people panic buying and not necessarily buying the right food for them. No. It, like I, I went in just... As this second lockdown was announced, I, I went to Tesco's on uh, Tuesday and things, just basics, were, again, just taken off the shelves. 
people had gone straight back to that panic buying mentality. And it's, we're sat there going, come on, we, we didn't run out the first time. We're supposed to be protecting the older people by staying at home, doing all this. And yet, are you going to leave them anything to have in the shops? No. The shops are still open. I don't get it. They're not closing shops. No, I know. Why panic buy? I know, I know. Oh, just I bet I don't get. So I'm, I'm having a bit of dessert. <laughs> oh, what you got? Dark chocolate. Oh, I had a bit just before we started. Yeah, sorry. Um, right. I've got my my final like um slightly shitty meal before I go back to getting back on it next week and prepping food again. I've got steak pie and some sweet potato fries. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've just had a notification from a computer. I can only record for 30 minutes at a time. That's bloody Andy. Oh, can you reset it? Yeah, I will. Just give me one second. It's just uploading. Let's start another one. Here we go. Right. And Modern. we're off again. Modern technology. Fantastic. Oh, I know. Well, that, okay, so with all the food stuff that's going on, like uh, we mentioned the other day, there's stuff coming up next year and in January. It's vegan month. So, I don't know who started this or where it's come from, but they're asking whoever they are, people to go vegan for a month. Is a month long enough for your body to adapt to something? No. Just straight out, no. Um, By time you do something as extreme as that as well, you're going to go through a phase of feeling to put it politely, horrendous. You can't go for an extremity like being a a meat eater or an average uh, diet to just straight out veganism overnight. It it doesn't work that way. Your body is going to crave things. You are going to suffer. And then you've got all the nutrient imbalances that are created in that transition period. It's asking for health troubles that just don't need to be there. Why would you put yourself through that? To me, if you're going to make that choice for personal reasons, fantastic, please do your research before you do that and make sure that you can account for the imbalances. There are going to be iron drops, zinc drops, things that are going to happen in your body that you might not be ready for. So do your research before you do something like that. And I do understand there are people that do veganism and vegetarianism for a reason and, and power to you, fantastic, but you have to be aware of the changes. And I, th- I think that goes for anything, whether it's, like you say, carnivore or keto. Do mm. your research, find out what suits you. And, and I'm not being funny, don't do it because it says it's in the month of the calendar. Think about it, do your research and do it when it suits you. Especially because it will have health implications, particularly yeah. for females as well. Like, If you're a a woman, your hormones are going to get thrown out of whack, and that's far more detrimental to a woman than it is a male. We can adapt a lot quicker as men. Our hormones are a lot more um, stable as a whole. So a a woman putting themselves through that is going to feel so much worse than a bloke will. And I can guarantee a bloke's going to feel pretty bad, especially if you take bacon away. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. When I first went into keto, it was things like dealing with headaches and getting the stomach right because your body's adapting to a new way of processing the food. And like you say, things that you're not having, readapting to what it was and what it's doing. 
it takes time to shuffle all that kind of stuff around and you've got to stick with it if you believe in it. Mm. So with you going into Keto, how long did it take you to fully become com- uh, confident that you were stable again? Oh my God, yeah, it's got to be two or three months. So by the time you've done that first month, most people are going to be feeling pretty crappy. They're not doing it for any good reason. So they're going to fall straight out of it. Yeah. And what's going to be the thing. first thing that you do when you, you end something you didn't enjoy? You're going to binge. Yeah. Well, and then they, even things like, like when you, you're going for prep and stuff like that, you come out of that, straight away you, you have a refeed. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so well, anyway, like, that's why people have yo-yo diets all the time. But again, with the food thing, um, I've done key, strict keto for two years and now I'm low-carb as much as possible. Mm. Um I, I like your donut I, I, habit is a little bit higher carb, isn't it? Yeah, well, I do. I try and do targeted keto now, so I'll have carbs before workout and after, and that'll be the only time. Mm. Um, but if I was like going into like at the moment, I'm not prepping for anything. I'm not thinking about anything. Like I'm just getting back into enjoy training. So when I do do something like that, yes, I know I'm going to have to increase carbs and drop my fats and stuff like that. And re- again, my body's hopefully. Like a hybrid, mm, yeah. That's why I'm, and you know, that's probably an ideal way to be because you've you've got that. Um, so, so hopefully, I should be okay. On a different side of it, then keto yes. is quite a big diet that's been going around, particularly in 2020, especially with the return of things like the Adkins diet as well. On a similar vein, if you yes. had any advice in your experience of things that people need to be aware of going into an attempted keto diet, what would you say they need to look out for? What do they need to supplement? How do they look after themselves going into it in your experience? Well, like you said, obviously do, do some research and, you know, look at science studies, not some bloke on YouTube either. Like read some stuff on it. There's loads of stuff out there, loads of books, audio books and stuff. I've read loads of audio books or listened to audio books about it. The thing is what people do, yes, you will lose body fat because your body's using fat for fuel. It's, mm. using, it's burning it. But you can get it in two places. You can either get it off your plate or off your body. So you're not going to lose weight if you're having too much fat. So if people go and they go, yeah, I'm having a ribeye steak, I'm having this, I'm with uh, loads of eggs, I have pots of cream. Yeah, that's great. If you're already lean, that's going to work. But if you've already got some weight on you, you're not going to achieve anything. You're not going to empty the tank, if that makes sense. It's always going to be on a state of overflow. So, so if we've got a, a middle-aged woman, Dolores, let's call her, I don't know, she's about 40, a little bit overweight, how would you advise her going into it? What would she need to do first? I know that sounds dark, but I would ask her to just cut down the carbs bit by bit. Right. So she can adapt into it. I would. There's some people out there who go, no, that's it, you've got to go intermittent fasting, do it for three days and just get straight into ketosis. Cool. I know. I, I've heard all kinds of horror stories. Wow. I wouldn't do that. I'd probably get them to do fasting for, you know, 16, 8, one day a week, drop down the carbs, build up that way, and do it over a process over time. Uh-huh. So rather than trying to get into ketosis and full keto in two weeks, you do it over a month. That way you've got yeah. time to adjust. You don't have all the banging headaches. You don't have the, the horrible side effects that you get from any diet. When you, Like you say, when you change from any form of eating to another your body has to adjust and it adjusts differently as soon as you cut glucose and sugar out of your system you are going to get headaches yeah oh yeah 
massive headaches, and they're going to last for about three days. Oh, that's on a good run as well. Yeah, you're going to feel down. When you start the keto thing, you drink so much water because you're not having so much carbs in there. Your body's not holding so much. Mm. So you drink lots of water, you pee a lot. It happens. But your body, again, adjusts over time. You can't do keto for three days. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've had someone try that. I've done it for three days. It didn't work. No. It's not going to, is it? I was vegan for two hours. Um, Yeah, I was eight hours last night. I was sleeping. Yeah, (laughs) I've done a great fast, yeah. (laughs) You've got got to give it time and see if your body adapts. It might not be the right thing for you, but you don't know until you work at it and see how it feels. Some people do it. I can't remember her name. There was a girl. She was really ill with all different things, um, different conditions. Also, immune diseases were firing off everything. And it's only when she went to carnivore, she started getting energy levels back. Things started dropping off. Her health improved. And all she eats is mints. Okay. It's, yeah. It's like high fat content mints. That's all she, she's boring, but it's keeping her healthy. She's, she, she knows what she's eating. She can spice it up. She can do all that kind of stuff in different ways, but that's what she eats. And she'll have two meals of mints a day. Um, she's actually a model. I can't remember a bloody name. It's she's a model now. Yeah, it's going to bug me. Yeah, she's a model. She was on John, uh, Joe, Joe Rogan. Oh, as well. Okay. Yeah, she was on a podcast with him, and he was talking to her. And he's like, she, you go through all the stuff. Her skin, her nails were in bad way. She was fatigued. All this kind of stuff, and she didn't know what it was. She thought it was all these different tests that she had. Turned out, she went on to mints, and that's what her body wanted. That's what it worked well. That's what she's done. And she, her improvement changed within, like, weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting story. She's written a book about it. And that's the thing. Like, your body knows what it wants as well. I think when people get cravings, they don't look at it enough. A craving can be telling you what your body's lacking. It's just you're after a certain form of that product. Yes. That can go for, that can go for food or an emotion as well, actually. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people don't realize that the same you get the same feeling from hunger and thirst. So you think you're yes. hungry, you're not. You're actually thirsty. Yes. When you've got the dry lips, it's it's already too late. You're dehydrated. So. Yeah, and people don't realize that. So you know, I try and like get my clients to drink. You know, I always mention about drinking water. It's not. It's not some hocus pocus. It's it's a fact. We made up majority of water, so keep it topped up. Yeah, I'm permanently dehydrated. I'm not going to lie on that one. I tell my clients to drink loads of water, but I'm really bad at it. I've I'm, I'm just put down a glass of it. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah, so when, like, you know, yourself, when you're actually training hard and you're getting ready for a show or something like that, or you, you're in prep, the amount of water you have to carry around with you just to keep drinking. Oh, we carry around the two litre jugs or I had yeah. a, a five litre one at one point. That was fun. Lugging that around all day. <laughs> but it's it's a necessity and that also goes into any diet that you do is flushing out the, the crap out of the body with water tea is not going to do the same as drinking water no but for those that love topping up their fluids on tea well it's a diuretic it's going to make you go to the toilet more and dehydrate you yep yeah. so you, you want to keep the water to keep it in your system rather than just keep flushing it away mm. Literally pissing it away. Yeah. 
So with the, the keto, we've got Dolores going in. Um, are there supplements that you would advise for someone trying to go into ketosis? Make the not straight away. No, not to be honest. If, if, I'd ask them to increase eggs if they can, because there's so much like zinc, magnesium, stuff like that, in, and good cholesterol in an egg. Mm. If they're getting the right amount and the right balance, they're gonna, their sleep's going to improve. They're going to start feeling better straight away just because they're sleeping better. So the body will balance out quite quickly. That's why I say about two to three weeks rather than just a week, like some people suggest. Yeah. The eggs, that's, that's a fun diet. Do you remember when they used to be uh, stigmatized against for giving you cholesterol issues? Yes. And that's again. again oh, that's a, oh, don't get me started on that one. That, that um, was one study. That was one study. And everyone went bananas over it. Oh, bananas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> um, that's the thing like you, we talk about trying not to demonize food and stuff like that but like eggs were demonized you, oh, can't have too many. you can't have too many it's bad for you it binds you up and all this kind of... chickens get bound humans don't <laughs> i don't know you'd have to go to an extreme amount of eggs to even have any detrimental effects yeah and, 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 and you're going down that extremity again. It's an extreme. Yes, you may have side effects, but you are going to be pushing some levels that just won't be comfortable. Yeah. Same with yeah. aspartamine in sweeteners, in, in things like Pepsi and Coke. Yes, it may be bad for you in extreme amounts. Yeah. And it, on the flip side of that, you've got things like um, when they advertise uh, this carton of milk is rich in omega-3s. Do you have any idea how much of that milk you have to drink for it to actually make a difference? <laughs> yeah, and it's not pretty either. No, tell your name to Cleopatra and you've got half a jar, like an idea of what you've got to drink. Yeah, it's it's mesmerising. And even on then, when the government uh, advises, what is it now, seven or nine pieces of fruit and veg a day? That That's insane. People did... Unfortunately, like with the jobs we do and the studies we've done and what we learn. Like yourself, I wanted to be the best I could be at what I do. So I often do courses and progress and stuff like yeah. that. And everything's evolving. Science is coming out with new studies all the time. Yeah. And like yourself, I, I listen to a lot of uh, papers and books and stuff like that about it because you need to be on top of it. Oh, massively. And that goes with, and that fits in with different diets. You know, there's certain diets that I might not necessarily think are the best for some people, but I will learn about them because I don't want to be the type of person who talks shite. <laughs> and I'll learn about it and find out why it does what it does and how it works, rather than just go ahead and throw someone into it just for the sake of it. As long as I'm in an off-season and, and not getting ready for a show, if a client's got a diet that I haven't necessarily done before, I'm even willing to give it a go so I can experience what they're going to go through it's, it's really hard to advise someone on something you've never felt before true it's, I, I hate prep coaches for bodybuilders that never dieted for a show mm. like how do you know what it feels like to be on the stairmaster for 45 minutes two weeks out from a show taking more claim than you can shake a stick at you don't yeah. so how can you advise that so if you do have a, a, a personal trainer that you've gone to or you go to and you're asking them about a diet see if they've done it before and if they haven't they're probably not going to give you the best advice about it yeah that's a good point um you, you get some people who like i say they'll they'll read something that was in a magazine 
uh, some some celebrities turn vegan for certain reasons, and look how great they are in their photos that have been touched up and readjusted and molded and set out for publicity. Yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot of people who go on diets. Like we said, they'll come out with certain deficiencies, whether it be protein, zinc, magnesium, stuff like that, certain um, amino acids in their system. And it'll play havoc, literally havoc, with their small intestines and gut. Oh, yeah. But they won't blame the diet. They'll think it's something else. Oh, I feel this way because of stress. And probably because you're not eating properly. Yeah. You know, if you start eating properly, you're going to fix a lot of things. <sighs> The thing is, uh, a lot of people are scared to get blood work done to see what's on the inside. If if you're really that desperate to make a change, sometimes it's not a bad idea. Well, yeah, because we were talking about the other day, and what is it, £100? £100 for a full panel, but you can get specific panels for in the region of 20 to 40 quid, depending on what you need. If you're only looking at certain aspects, then you can you can really get this quite cheap, and it's usually just a finger prick test. Um, obviously what, what we need is a little bit more comprehensive and that is 99 pounds, but we know everything from your hormone levels, your kidney, your liver, cholesterol, blood sugars, blood, uh, blood counts, everything. And that is an extreme level. Obviously we, we participate in an extreme sport, Yep. but if you're just looking to change your lifestyle a little bit, go and get your, your kidneys, your liver and your cholesterol done see where you sit your base levels and then yeah. work around those my my personal blood test showed that i have a low hdl at the moment my, my good cholesterol is low that's, that's a quite a simple fix oh it's a dead simple fix and it wasn't massively off the scale though it was just a little bit out of the normal range yeah and it's a dead simple fix but i'd never have known that if i didn't have that blood test done that's a scary thing how many people are walking around and they don't know Oh, it's it's terrifying. Mm. Um, I, I spent a long period of time working with the super obese. Yes. And I had a few of them do blood panels. Not all of them were willing to. Um, some of them did blood panels and some of them came back absolutely terrifying and has actually scared them into them sticking to the diet more than they did before. Having the odd cheat meal suddenly went to, they are religious on their plan because they're terrified of the results. Mm. And that's just a normal day-to-day person, especially with the statistic that we gave before with 54% of adults being overweight. Now, super obese is obviously an extremity within that percentage. However, that's going to have a lot of people with, uh, with blood panels out of whack. Yeah, and it doesn't take a lot to throw you either. Oh, no, it, it, it can be as simple as a, a, a week worth of comfort eating because of the lockdown. Yeah. Like they, they used to, um, you, you know this, I'm not sure about anyone that's listening. As soon as you have alcohol in your system, your body just stops whatever it's doing to sort that out. And it's the byproduct of sorting that out that becomes toxic and dangerous and stuff like that and mm. bad for the body. So... If you are eating, trying to be keeping great shape or do fitness or you know, um, a certain type of diet or a lifestyle, and you do have a, a big blowout and get hammered, it's going to take time to get over that because your body's got to deal with it first before it can do anything else. Forget about fat burning. It's not going to happen. 
Well, the thing is, alcohol is a poison, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't remember how long it's active in the body for, though. It depends how much you drink. <laughs> well. It's a unit an hour, isn't it? Yeah, sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, processing it. It takes your body an hour to process per unit. Which is scary, considering what some people can do on a blowout. Or if you're, you're sat at home, again, it's, it's that comfort drinking. It's that uh, I had a client that just recently started with me. She was doing a bottle of wine a night and not even realizing it. That was what was scary for her. She didn't know she was doing it. Yeah, get in, you know, chill, just have a glass of wine, chill out. And then before you know it, yeah. Half a well, she said it was, it was the start of lockdown. She was having a drink on the weekend, just on a Saturday, Sunday. Then it kind of crept over in that, that um, lockdown, first lockdown. It became a daily thing. She'd then actually start looking forward to five o'clock when she poured her glass of wine. And it was when she realized she was looking forward to that part of the day that she knew she had a problem. Uh, she came and got in contact with me. Good job and all. Yeah. But it's it's admitting that there's a problem, but that's how easy it is. And then what's a bottle of wine? How many units are in a bottle of wine? Oh, Christ. Well, there you go. That answer kind of says more than enough. Mm. And the thing is, people don't realise. Um, like you say, you, you don't know it is an issue until you step outside of that situation. And look at it. Well, it's when you go back to normality, I suppose. During lockdown... I suppose it was all right having a glass of wine every day at five o'clock. You, you didn't have to get up for work the next day. You didn't have to function on the same level. As soon as she went back to work, it's like, oh, no, this has to stop now. Yeah. And plus, if people are doing it around you and you're in a, in a social group or a, a group of friends that are doing it and you feel like, oh, you know what, I don't like this anymore yet, you are made to feel alienated because you want to stop. Mm, yeah. So you've got like a weird, it's like a passive peer pressure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, I went through that when I was younger. Um, when I wanted to stop um, and just sort of like have a break and sort myself out. It was getting, oh, is that it? Oh, we're going to drink baby shit. Oh, would you want a lemonade and all this kind of stuff? But it's what you need to do for you and just sort everyone else. So I never really went down that road in the sense that I never drunk, but I had the pressure to drink. I'd go out and, and people were trying to force me to drink. I was never the one trying to stop, which was quite an interesting turn on it. Yeah. That's a, you know, in anything like, you know, go on, it won't hurt you. Classic, classic line, isn't it? So just have one, it'll be all right. Yeah, that first one ever when I'm the driver, it's definitely going to hurt. Yeah. You know, saying about smoking, drugs, or everything like you know, oh, just a little bit doesn't it? Well, actually, it can. <laughs> yeah. But if, if if you're a type of person who has an addictive personality, which I am, well, then you've got to be aware of that and be able to monitor it because otherwise you you're gonna end up in trouble. Yeah, I have a very addictive personality. I know for my own health, it's not worth it. Mm. It's just really not worth it. Yeah. Says <laughs> so the man covered in tattoos, he can't see. <laughs> what is it about that that got you going um i had one done years ago and i don't know i just got in this in my head i went i, I want more um was it the pain was it uh, i don't know what, what was it that wanted more 
I don't know. I, I, it's just it's just having them for me because you've seen my arms. They're they're pretty unique. They're not yeah. your bog standard um, <clears throat> holiday tattoos type, type stuff, and a lot of them are actually freehand. So, oh really? Yeah, and I know that. yeah, you, you see the one on my upper right arm. Is it what arm? Yeah, because um, the guy who's done Brad, he he used to be into comics and stuff like that. So when I said I wanted more Batman stuff and like that, he was over the moon with it because he was able to do stuff that he's never done before, and he's never done for anyone else. Like on the inside of my bicep, I've got Batman doing a, coming out of a skateboard ramp. Yes, yeah, you have. Yeah, um, and the one on oh god, which arm is it? I think it's my left arm. He he sat there and he goes, "What are we doing today?" I said, "I don't know. Do what you want." He went, "Really? I went, yeah, go for it." So yeah, if, if when we have a training session, I'll show you my left arm. You can see what he's done. I just that yeah, the pain was. I went into shock once. It was doing um, I mean the inside bicep, uh, crease of where the forearm is, mm, yeah, by the elbow, and uh, it just done up into the armpit, and that made me feel a bit queasy. And then it was down the other side, and he stopped oh. and he went, Are "You okay?" I went, I, "Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Keep going." He went, "Hang on a minute," and I had my friend with me. He went, "Can you pop next door to the news agents, grab a large Snickers bar, a Mars bar, and a bottle of Lucasade?" Oh no, you're hungry. He went, "No, it's for you." <laughs> I went, really? <laughs> He came back in and went, yeah, mate, we need to stop. I went, all oh, right. And, yeah, I didn't even realise, but I was going, I was, like, shaking. I was just cold, everything. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. I, I, I waited an hour and he carried on. But, yeah. Just one second, mate. Hold on. Yep. Reset. Yep. <laughs> this will probably be the last time, mate, yeah, because uh, I need to let a dog out for a toilet at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there we go again. Right. <clears throat> but now I think with anyone that's starting, because you've got a new year coming up, people are going to be glad to see the back of this one and they want to start fresh, start again, start new. Totally understand that. Um, so we were talking about the January reset or the February reset that goes after everyone fucks up January. <laughs> <laughs> the reset for the reset. Do you know what? Uh, it's, nine, it's coming on nine years in the industry I've got now and I've realised everyone fucks January's up. Yes, and the, and the people that have been doing it for years disappear for a little while because they know that it's going to be full of people that don't know don't know what they're doing, not sure what's going on, won't ask for help, and they'll give it three weeks and fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> and then they oh, can yeah. come back. <laughs> or they they're the ones that use the twenty four hour gyms and go in at ridiculous o'clock at night because they know it's going to be quiet. Yeah, and then they realise everyone else has got the same idea. <laughs> yeah, and I've been one of those dickheads a few times actually. That's the thing. At least the, the, it's brilliant that people are doing something. It's just ask for help and get it right. That way you're not going to you're not going to mess up and you're going to carry it on through the rest of the year rather than just for three weeks. And the thing is, you've got all these personal trainers that do offers at the start of the year. And um, as much as I'm not a fan of just the run of the mill PT, there are a lot of people out there that can help you with the basics that do tend to do offers right at the start of the year. There's no excuse to to not be able to do something. I think um, anyone who can find a PT that they get on with, you need the rapport, you need to have that understanding, you need to have that connection. Find someone, work with them, be honest with them. The main thing is honesty. And you'll know straight away if, it, if it's not right for you, then find someone else. But do find someone, whoever it is, work with them and be a better better version of yourself. I hate that phrase, but be a better version of yourself. 
yeah, no, I hate that phrase as well, but it is very true. Mm. And like I, I know that that kind of phase is coming up, so I've actually just put out an offer today. It's a, it's a three month minimum, like in the terms and conditions, you have to stick with it for three months as part of the deal, because that's the only time that you you're gonna get results in that ninety days. You won't get it unless no. And it's about understanding that, but you have to be right for me, and I have to be right for you. I I used to have a guy who used to come in, and he would literally would warm up on the treadmill. And 10 minutes into it, he'd go, oh, I don't want to be here. And oh, really? Yeah, oh, that hour. <laughs> it, I used to try, I, I was with him, I had him, he bought a 12-pack. And it was on session number eight of, literally, it would start the session and I would be at rock bottom, but you, 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 you boost yourself up, you pick yourself up, you go through it, you just, it's an hour, you get through it. And I just turned to him and went, have you ever done boxing? He went, no. That was it. Put gloves on him. Loved it. Completely different person. Something that he found that he liked and enjoyed and went for it. So the last four sessions that he'd done, he really got into and he wanted to do more. Unfortunately, I I was getting busy at the time and couldn't fit in with what he wanted because he changed jobs and stuff like that. So he went off with someone else. And we used to say, oh, this is great. Thanks for this. Look, you're you're with someone else now. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Stick with it. Mm. It's finding the right thing that you find. Some people might have CrossFit. Some people might want to get in resistance work. Some people might just want to get into anything, swimming, martial arts, whatever it is. Find something that suits you and your time and, and work on it. I'm legally allowed to take the piss out of CrossFit because I did it for a year. You're legally... <laughs> Unfortunately, all the people I know who do CrossFit, and I, I know a couple of people who competed, all have got injuries. Yep. Uh, I actually got my biggest injury in that year that I was doing CrossFit. Well, <laughs> that was the one that I tore my back deadlifting. Yeah, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. <laughs> no, nor am I, because it bloody hurt, and I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but on that that um, topic with the client that just didn't want to be there. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I've worked with a PT um, that clearly didn't want to be with the client or actually any client to be fair um one one of the the clients that this pt has they spent an hour on the stairmaster that was the entire session really their, their goal was just general weight loss and they they legitimately did an hour on the stairmaster that, that's not going to work for anyone is it uh, it's going to hurt that's, that's all it's going to do um, but they also had a client uh, right at the start, the, the time that I knew this person, they had a client that wanted to run a marathon. That was their goal, was run a marathon. And they were doing arm day. Yeah, well, you do swing your arms when you're running, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's a shoulder rotation or shoulder movement. Where Where's the bicep training coming into this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some interesting people out there, mate. There really is. Yeah, if, you, if you're going to find a PT that offers ridiculously good prices, there's probably a reason for it. Yeah. Um, that's when you got some people in London who will charge a lot of money. It doesn't make him, make him necessarily brilliant either. Oh, there, oh, what was his name? Antonio. I worked with a PT, Antonio, um, in London. He was London-based. He openly admitted he was an awful PT. He was fantastic at selling, though. 
he'd always, always have new clients coming through. He could never keep them. Right. But he, he was fantastic at selling PT packages. Should have been a car salesman. He'd have made thousands. But he knew he was a crap PT. He just knew he could sell. Some people don't realise when they get into the profession of personal training, selling is part of the job. Oh, massively, yeah. Especially nowadays, you've got social media. You've got to be the social media marketer. You've got to be the salesperson in person. You've got to do all the contracts. You've got to have all of these skills lined up that they just don't teach you. No, they don't. I mean, they, they sell you a dream. They forget about the work that's involved. You can charge a hundred pound an hour and work with celebrities, but hmm, no, hmm. never that simple. So for you aspiring kids that don't want to go to college and just want to be a PT, it's not the dream you're going to get sold. Now do business studies at college, then go into PT. You'll be better at it. Go and work in a gym before you become a PT. Go and be an apprentice and, and see what it's like working the floor. Yeah. That's when you, you that's where you get to learn to love it or hate it. I love what I do. I love working with clients, seeing the progress, seeing the change, not just physically but mentally and emotionally that people get mm. from training. And the buzz they get from a workout when they've smashed it, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Massively. But you also, every time I talk to you, you're exhausted. There's a cost to it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's the reality five, is that there is a cost to it. around on you. doesn't help. <laughs> no. But you, the hours you put in are insane. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do a lot. And then that's not just with the clients. It's the planning of the programs for the next week. It's sorting out the diets it's listening to the the problems that the client presents to you Mm. the client that's just gone out binge drinking because they messed up you then have to fix that it's not just the 45 minutes to an hour that you're with a client as a pt that's the easy bit that's the enjoyable bit yeah it's all the back-end stuff that these kids don't even know about they just think oh i'm gonna get a logo a brand a jumper and then i'm away and no, it's never that simple. It's interesting that Louise has been doing something stuff on her with her work at the moment, and it's called Magpie Syndrome. Okay. And basically what it is, is when you start up a new business, you want to get business cards. You want to get your name on a pen. You want to get have a logo. No, that's, that's, all, that's all nice and shiny stuff. What you want is clients. What you want yes. is the income so you can pay for all that kind of stuff. Yes, you'll need a website, but you can start on Facebook and you can start building that way. You could just talk to people. Well, for staying on the PT vein, you need transformations. You need results. Yeah. You can, you can have the brand. Like I've got, obviously, Team Viking Muscle. I've got the logo. I have an entire Instagram full of results. You do, yeah. Good one. Like, it, it, it comes across, yes, people are more invested in brands and logos because we are that way inclined, I suppose. It is what what louise what is it magpie syndrome yes from magpie syndrome yeah so yes i I would say that we are drawn to those with logos and brand names professionalism that's what it is it's professional but if that professional doesn't have results well what are you buying yeah so i'm like you know with my clothing stuff now i use the same supplier as another major i nearly said the name another (laughs) uh gym clothing company 
yeah it's, 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 it's less price but it's the same product but yeah, pe- exactly. people who if you put them both up in a shop you, you know exactly they're going to go for the other one because they've never heard of me yeah yeah it's the same <laughs> it's just one of those things it's the magpie syndrome like when Lewis was sort of she was doing a live about it and I, I just I was listening to it and it was just it's fascinating when I done Simply Fit I went out I've got bags done I've got pens done I've done all this kind of stuff and again it was stuff I didn't need what I needed was clients I had all the gear no idea <laughs> see funny enough I, I was genuinely lucky enough that I started Team Viking Muscle a long time into my training career like I, I just worked off of Jordan Messenger PT for, for ages and never really did anything with a brand or or anything like that. So I'm lucky that I've had the results to start this company. Yeah. Whereas a lot of a lot of guys will start with absolutely no results, fresh out of the course that they finished online that they haven't had to do in person anymore. And um, they'll just go straight, like you said, get the pens, get the bags, get the shirts and the cap. You've got absolutely everything lined up and not a single client. Mm. Looks good, but you need to pay for it somehow. And you just can't put everything through your business expenses. <laughs> no. <laughs> We've all tried it once and every accountant will go, no, you dickhead, you can't have that. <laughs> Big list of stuff going, no, 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 sorry, no. When you put your fuel through and you realise you only get a couple of pence per mile, it's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a coffee last week. Can I put that through? Was it in a business meeting? No, no, I just had coffee. Then no. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to have to uh, shoot now. Yep, of course. Should we just very quickly let people know what we're doing next week? Yes, definitely. I'll look. Yeah, the floor's yours. Yeah, so we've we've got a, a woman coming on. She's a female bodybuilder, uh, very competitive, Sarah. So she will be joining us next week um, to give us an insight, not only in, in the female fitness industry, but the female side of bodybuilding and just everything that me and you, James, have never really experienced before. Yeah, I've never been a female. So, yeah, that'd be good. No, I can, I can safely say I've never been that either. No, but I think there's a lot of stuff about female bodybuilders that, again, they're stereotyped on, in the media and people don't know the real, what really goes on. Especially with, with her, she is a little bit bigger than your average even a female bikini model or, or even figure girl, she is just that little bit bigger. She is that next step forward. Yeah. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what she says about the industry, about what she's faced, and, and even just down to what she experiences in the gym. I know she's had issues with people in the gym itself before. So I'm very, very excited to speak to her. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, and that's Sarah, yes? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, uh, we'll be going out next week with that one. But for now, very well done, mate. I'll speak to you very soon. Yes. Yeah. Have a great night and take care.